0: But I think what's so important is when we look at forgiveness is that it's not about the past. You guys, it's not about the past. It's how are you going to move forward in the future? Like, are you going to move forward in the future carrying this with you or are you going to lighten your load by letting it go? That was me and this is the YTP. Welcome back, you guys. Episode five here and today I welcome back the beach and we're talking about forgiveness. We tackle a listener email on this topic and it's just it's something that we've all had to deal with on some level in our lives and bj and i dive into our own experiences as well as a shared experience that has left us estranged from a family member for almost four years now i mean it's hard to believe but it's i mean time just adds up and it's been almost four years since we've um talked to this person and you'll learn more about that on the episode today but we discuss how we've healed from this and how we've cultivated the ability to love this person from afar You know, forgiveness does not always have to be an in-person discussion. In fact, the true healing from resentment or blame is an inside job. And in many senses, you know, it's easier just to keep the ill feelings because to forgive is to break a pattern. And um, But we believe that all beings want to be happy. And I know BJ and I want to be happy. And so forgiveness of ourselves or another person is so essential to our ability to find joy in this life. I used to hate forgiveness because it made me feel vulnerable. And with vulnerability, I had to be open to feel emotions and sensation. And I mean, I was like a brick house. There was nothing that was going to shake this girl. Uh, clearly, I found another way to be unshakable. And um, and in that, I found my ability to um, be vulnerable so that I can feel everything. Because what I've discovered is that that is the pathway to true power and true power is compassion and love and understanding and forgiveness you guys so for me all that kind of running away from not feeling things and not forgiving just buried everything deeper and it increased negativity in my life you know not being able to forgive left me in a state of despair um but it wasn't all in unwillingness so here's here's the thing that i really untapped today is that I didn't know how to forgive. Like, so, you know, I'm happy. I'm so excited to share in this episode very specific techniques around how to release blame, resentment, And find forgiveness on all levels. So we hope you enjoy today's episode. So much so that you leave a review on iTunes. Yes, we are now on iTunes. You can subscribe. We'll come to you every week. And it would help us out so much if you left a review about your Yogi Triathlete podcast experience. So now I'm going to leave you to listen and contemplate the vast yet simplistic act forgiveness so how many times do you think you're gonna wear that shirt before you wash it I mean it's pretty they're pretty unbelievable like I can definitely go classes I, I don't think those they ever stink I don't think my tanks ever stink um, but every once in a while you have that just that ethical thing like you should wash it, right?
1: <laughs> Sometimes you just need to throw it in the laundry, give in. But I, I like to push it. I think you do too. Like see how many days you can go wearing the shirt. It Yeah. You know, it just takes a little while to dry off and doesn't stink.
0: So tell the um tell the listeners what we're talking about here. So
1: Lululemon has a uh, a line of clothing um, they consider no stink. So when you wear it you can wear it multiple times, sweating in it, and it won't stink.
0: Yeah, like they actually recommend that you don't wash it. Like definitely don't wash it every time. And I've got some tanks that I teach in. My classes are super, super sweaty. They are super soakers. And um, you're running all the time. And you have, many people might think that you have, um, or that we have a lot of training clothes, but we don't. Like you've got that one long sleeve, no stink. I have a Lululemon
1: do- long sleeve and a Lululemon short sleeve. And together, they form the base layer for my winter running and spring running, basically. And I wear them, soak them, and um, yeah, I, I get them pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. worked into. And then I just let them dry over the door, and they dry in a few hours, and then I put them on the next day, because I work out every day.
0: Yeah, I um, you know, for a long time, and I'm going to admit this, um, And we are really, we have a really close relationship with Lululemon now, just because we know a lot of people that work there, and we've done talks there, and um, we've done photos for them. They've actually helped us out with promoting our workshops. They're amazing, Um, and I guess that leads up to what I was going to say is that for a long time before I knew, I knew them. I just I really thought it was just overpriced clothing, and then I would hear from some of my students like, yeah, until you put until you put a pair of their pants on, right? And they just fit so amazing. But my thing was always like, which is so judgmental, and it's me just projecting, um, was like, well, where's their give back? Where's their give back? And I remember I would look at their site, like, where's their donation? Like, what are they giving back to? What are they saving? And then when they opened their pop-up shop in Newport last year, um, I saw their give back. I experienced their give back, and I am like, I am sold on them um because they go they they just integrate into the community and um they were picking up trash on the beach like and they're just they were great great people we had a great crew they joined our running group remember our running group on friday mornings and um so i guess what i'm saying is that um you know don't hold your judgments too close until you have all the information because i really have found that they are very much a community based um, store and that when they go into the community, they're not just there to open up a shop and make a ton of money. Um, they're going to make a ton of money because their clothes are amazing, but they're gonna, they're going to be a part of the community. And that's really not what they told me, but what I saw last year. And so I, it's only been about a year and a half or so that I've been wearing their clothes. And then through that, you started wearing their stuff, but the technology is amazing.
1: Yeah, and, and the community just is so in line with what yogi Chor Athlete is trying to build and pursue. So yeah. it just it aligns so well, and they were just super cool. And yeah, their clothing is awesome. The Lululemon men uh, wear that I I have on. I have those shorts that you gave you bought me. I know. Love the shorts. Um, I just ran in them actually.
0: And you're like I like I see that you need clothes, right? And then I just go and buy it, and I don't necessarily tell you um, how much it is, because you are definitely the, the money blocker in our house. You're the one that blocks our abundance, but not <laughs> as much anymore, right? Like So this idea of blocking abundance, you guys, it's just if we always live in like this fear that we're not gonna have enough, right? The universe just looks at that and says, oh, okay, well, they're praying to not have enough, so let's definitely make sure that we um, not give them enough. And when you just open up to the possibilities which are endless, um, you know, abundance starts to flow in if you just let it, right?
1: Yeah, remain open, keep all channels yeah. open and and just it'll it'll come in. and I know I'm the one who blocks it. And that's a fact <laughs>
0: you're, you're getting so much you're getting so much better. I mean, as I have gotten so much better at things over the years, and this is actually this is segueing so perfect into what we're going to be talking about today. And what are we going
1: to be talking about? Today? Well
0: We're going to be talking about something that I had a really hard time with for a long time, Um, but we got an email from a listener, and I think this is going to be a relevant topic for um, anyone. Anyone who is in a human body is going to find that this is relevant. Um, So here's the email. This may be a topic for its own podcast, Or out of scope for you two. What? Nothing's out of scope for us. Though you did say nothing was off limits. Yep, we did say nothing was off limits. But I would love to get your and BJ's thoughts on forgiveness. Have you ever had trouble forgiving someone or even yourself? And can you use mindfulness to achieve that? Has your life grown through practicing forgiveness? Thanks, guys. And I look forward to following your journey. Uh, yes, this is such, such a wonderful topic to talk about. Um, And can mindfulness help with it? What can mindfulness not help with? I mean, athletic performance um, and forgiveness. It's all, it's, you know, it's one very simple practice and it covers everything. It covers everything, you guys, that we could ever need. So um, I think I want to start this off with you, BJ. Like, Because like what, how I just said that mindfulness really, it's like this one little, it's a very simple recipe and you can apply it to everything. I think forgiveness is another topic that you can apply to so many different um, situations in life, right? And so from an athlete standpoint, and and we can get into deeper stuff, um, but this is deep too. I don't want to, I don't want to sell the athletic experience short Um, have you experienced it like as an athlete like forgiveness either having to forgive someone like on the course like somebody who may have wronged you right Um, or um, or an experience that you've had in triathlon where you actually had to like forgive yourself
1: yeah I think I can speak to both instances one more more filling in the end than the other one and i can speak to my first first experience which was in iron man in 2010 when uh it was my first dnf mm. so that's big in an iron man uh, for those of you out there you know you invest so much time energy money um, resources into getting you to that one day and not being able to finish can weigh heavily on you and in uh, 2010 it did and I had gone into the training coaching myself and really took it out pretty hard in training and when I got to race day I didn't feel that that punch and when I got through the whole swim I got through the whole bike and about 18 miles of the run and I just had to shut down like I had the chills might have been a little... Uh, yeah, I don't hype. think you
0: actually remember it correctly, <laughs> but um, you had to shut down. You were shutting down. Like, your body was shutting down. It was shivering. And what was reported to me um, was that you were starting to, like, lose your hearing. You were starting to, like, not be able to see. And you stopped at an age station. Um and I think maybe the person at the aid station told you to like sit down or whatever. And then once the, like, then they called the medics over for you, but you were, you were, your body essentially was shutting down. You nope. were completely overtrained. It was a hot, hot day. Um, of course I'm on the sidelines telling you to like man up and go faster. And we were there with our friend Leanne and she's like, he doesn't look that good. I'm like, Oh, he can do this. Um, you know, cause I wasn't seeing it for, I wasn't seeing it for what it was. Um, had I seen it for what it was, had either of us seen the warning signs that you had um, leading up to it? Of course, we probably wouldn't even have had you on that course that day. But um, that's what was happening is that your body was shutting down. I mean, and it was just going to start turning off the lights in priority. It,
1: and that was I was super fit going into this race, but it masked the fatigue and, mm. and big drain on my body. And I didn't really see it until i watched that youtube video back to when we were it was three or four weeks before ironman and i was doing double big workouts and we can link to that video because i think it's important to see what kind of state i was in at that moment but to get back to that moment at 18 miles i was shivering like you said it was hot and i just didn't know what to do with myself so i started drinking chicken soup you know uh to warm myself up, I put the space blanket on and it wasn't working and the sun was beating down and I was yeah. still cold. So so your, yeah.
0: your thermometer was breaking, your internal thermometer was breaking, which is like where you go from um, heat exhaustion where you start to move into heat stroke and then from heat stroke, if you don't get that under control, you're, you're basically dead, right? I mean, yeah, I'm I not go- an EMT, but I've, um, I kind of know how the body works and once that thermometer breaks and yours was on route,
1: yeah, I had to go back to the medical tent. I got picked up by the ambulance and brought or the whatever the what, paddy wagon was yeah. and brought back to <laughs> the, uh, the med tent. and <laughs> and they gave me IV and they warmed me up and eventually I came back around, but I can remember my mental state was in disarray. And I remember going to lunch the next day with Leanne or the day after cuz we usually build vacations into our Ironman so we'll stay a few days after. And I, was, I wasn't in a good space. I think I was putting on a good face for Leanne because she had traveled all that way, being a, the great yeah. friend that she is and support. But I wasn't doing well inside. And I don't think I had forgiven myself. So this is the very thing that we're talking about. Yeah, so,
0: so we really have pinned... Well, I mean, I think over training, it's such a great experience for you to have as a coach, right? Because it's going to give you a very keen eye like you have a very keen eye now because you experienced it. And so this is when, um, when we think that things are a mistake or we think that things shouldn't have happened. Well, that's just foolish waste of time because everything is perfectly calculated to the divine blueprint of your, of your life. And so you were supposed to have that experience. And we believe that It really came to a head in those last few weeks of training before your taper. So, explain what you did. And I think the first, um, the first like weekend workout or whatever was when I filmed that video, which we should have known. Like, if anybody saw that video who had experience with this, would have been like, oh my God, this guy is so overtrained. But so we looked back at what maybe you had quote unquote like done wrong. And so it was the forgiveness. Around that and what was that so first explain that like what was that that you did that we look back and we say oh god you should not have done that
1: so i attempted to do a double day of hard so i think it was a friday and saturday of a hard bike off to a a hard run and i did it on friday and then i think i went even longer on sunday
0: you were hammering up um
1: so this is this is the greatest ride so you start at, uh, and, yeah, anyone in, in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado knows, knows this, this ride. So you go to the, um, what was that gas station? It was the best place to go. On 75th? Yes.
0: I would always get um, a bag of super salty Boulder <sighs> chips at mile like 70. Anything after mile 70, I was able to, I would just let myself <laughs> That's your reward. Going. Yeah, I would go, and then I would feel like crap eating them, but you know.
1: Well, I started to, I would start this ride, which I did quite often. With a go fast energy drink and a peppermint patty.
0: Oh, gross.
1: Disgusting. I can't think. <laughs> I'm doing that now. This is
0: pre-plant power. right? Pre-plant power and a lot of chicken probably. You were probably pretty heavy on the chicken at the chicken. that point.
1: So I would start that ride. I would, bike, I would bike out there. So that was about an hour ride from where we lived in South Boulder to that gas station. And then I would head directly due west into the foothills of Colorado. I mean of Boulder. And I would be pushing, you know, a steady zone three effort from there all the way up left-hand canyon all the way to Ward. And then I would cruise back down from Ward down to the base of um, 36 and then I would hammer it back up to- How many um,
0: miles do you think that was? Five miles?
1: No, that was quite, quite long.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, to ward. Yeah. To ward. And it got super steep at the end.
1: And then it would come back down, like I said, the thirty six, and then it would hammer back up to that smaller one. I forgot what the name of that was.
0: Oh, the split where...
1: Yeah, so I wouldn't go left hand, I would go up to that other place that yeah, was yeah. there. Magnolia, maybe. Mm, mm. I don't think that's I can't Magnolia. think of it.
0: Oh my god, our memories are starting <sighs> to fade. We're and letting I would... <laughs> we're letting go of our boulder days.
1: And I would hit that hard up, and then it would cruise back down to thirty six. And then from thirty six all the way down to South Boulder. I would T, T, T the, the effort. So, so time hammer trial. time.
0: And then you would come home and what? Go out for run. A run for an
1: eight to 10 mile run at race pace, if not yeah. faster.
0: So that first, uh, you had been doing this like progressively in your training. But Every weekend. This was probably, um, what? Three weeks out from Ironman and you didn't finish it. So you came in the house, head hanging low, looking like a ghost. I filmed you in the basement. This is the video we're going to link to. You're completely overtrained. You're sweating like crazy you're you're delusional like you're a crazy person i think i'm laughing um very i i had never seen overtraining before clearly and um and then what happened then what did you do because you because was there like a forgiveness thing there like you couldn't forgive yourself for not completing the workout yeah like you were carrying that around so it's so such you like the ego opened up it's little trap and you walked right in and it snapped it behind you and kept you in there
1: and I went out and tried to attempt it the next day, the same workout.
0: Was it the? Ne- oh my god, I thought it was the next week. No, I
1: th- it was a, it was the next day. I wanted to get back out there. Where, Are you was sure? It the next I think
0: it was the next weekend, which is really when you should have been tapering. I think that's what it was. Is that you hammered this workout, and um, it was the first weekend that you should have been tapering and taking things down. And actually, now what we know now, we actually even do like longer kind of taper downs. Um, but that's what happened.
1: Yeah, it was too close. I was going too long, too hard, too close to the race date.
0: Yeah, I'm probably t- it's probably a rite of passage for anyone who's trying to qualify for Kona um, to do those things that you just described.
1: Lesson learned.
0: Lesson learned. So how did you fr- like? How did you forgive yourself for that?
1: Well, at first, it was pretty. I don't think I forgave myself obviously I, I, I was pretty hard on myself. Like I put all this time and effort in and a big commitment, but I realized I, I, I think that I wouldn't be able to move forward if I didn't close this period of my life. So this failure, this DNF, which so many of us can relate to, I believe, but probably don't, don't give it any attention. Um, but I think you need to, to close that chapter. And, and what I did finally was just move on. I said, I'm gonna take a break from Ironman. This is what I need to do.
0: Oh my God, you did. Yeah, you did. You totally took a break. I took
1: a step away. I somehow brought myself to the point of, this is a sign that I've been going very hard. These are intense races. It's, it's intense on your body, tense on your mind and on your family. And I think I needed to just take a break, and that's what I did. I took a break from Iron Man in two thousand and eleven and two thousand and twelve. I didn't do any any Ironman. I yeah. just took a serious break and step away and and think about think about things: is this the right way to go? Is this something I want to pursue? But I think in that moment, I sort of forgave myself saying this is this is the effort you put out." probably was too much too close what have you learned and how can you apply that for future races and training and it's actually what i use now in my coaching i do refer to those instances where i know i was pushing too hard
0: yeah and um you know forgiveness is not it's um it's not about the past it's about the future right like it's not about the past it's like you can't move forward Until you forgive. And so for you, it sounds like it was a um, a process of you just beat the heck out of yourself for a while. And just, you know, sometimes it's easier to just beat ourselves up, right? It's just easier to do that than breaking a pattern, right? So to hold resentment, which like you, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but maybe resented yourself a bit for screwing up this, you know, Chance, I remember you were just so like, we spent so much money to come and do the trip and everything. And you just were really, really regretting so much about it and so much of what you did. And um, how can you move forward unless you, you drop that? But So it sounds like you just added to it for a little while, beat yourself up, right? Which is easier because in order to move forward, you got to break that pattern, And the ego does not like to break patterns. It wants to keep you in that state of suffering. But you stay there for a little while. And then it sounds like over time, walking away allowed you the perspective to come back. But I think what's so important is when we look at forgiveness is that it's not about the past. You guys, it's not about the past. It's how are you going to move forward in the future? Like, Are you going to move forward in the future carrying this with you? Or are you going to lighten your load by letting it go?
1: Uh, one in, one instance was um, with Leanne there. Like, I thought about she made this investment to come travel and I let her down. And I'm sure a lot of athletes have expectations that they feel other people will think about their performance.
0: Yeah. So you were a little bit of a victim. Like, oh, I let her down. Yeah. And, yeah I mean, b- being the victim, like, so the ego wants to cast you as the victim or the victimizer, right? Like, it's. Um, And so there you're, you're the victim, but you were the victim and the victimizer because you ruined everyone's vacation and you, um, DNF'd and you did it all because of you, right? So see how it does it. It just wants to keep pushing you down into that muddy hole and then cover it up. So you suffocate in resentment and blame and, um, just self-loathing.
1: And as I always say lately is, is all that energy was going into this resentment, all this energy was going into feeling sorry for myself when now i just take all that energy and move it forward like close that chapter and move forward
0: yeah because to carry so to to hold yourself in a state of non forgiveness is to never allow yourself to live or love fully It will never allow you to be whole as long as you hang on to it. And I know we're we're using this example of your race. Um, we have some other examples, I think, but the the message and the teachings are the same. And um, you know, there's scientific evidence um, about forgiveness and people who. Um, who have been able to forgive in scientific studies. And I'll put a link to uh, at least one article that I have, that I'm familiar with. But what it does is when you're carrying around that resentment and that, I mean, we're going to call it low vibe because this is the Yogi Triathlete podcast and that's super low vibe. You were super low vibe during that time. Um, You start to... um, lose your ability to function fully. Um, there's, you know, there's parts of the brain that are like responsible for problem solving and complex thoughts and thinking and reasoning. And that stuff starts to get compromised, um, in people who have not, uh, forgiven. And, um, and then there's other things like it's, People who have forgiven are, you know, have less diagnosed chronic conditions and fewer physical symptoms from illness, right? So we're lighter. So if you think about resentment as being a really low vibration, like a dark darker energy, like illness and cancer, like oh cancer. That's like candy for cancer to take that anger or resentment and keep it suppressed inside. And we talked about this in the injury and mindfulness episode about how that energy is going to start to fester right and so you're not going to be in balance and whole as long as you're hanging on to this and so what happens when we're able to forgive is that you know it takes us from this place of dis-ease and then it moves us more towards emotional physical and spiritual balance but um you know people who also have been taught to forgive and we're going to talk about the how on this um they're less angry they're more optimistic they're more compassionate they're more self-confident and they carry less stress so all of this has been found through different scientific studies and again I'll put a link in the show notes to check that out but the one thing that I want people to really consider when they're thinking about forgiveness is um there is this like flow of unconditional forgiveness that is um, inherent to the world we live in. So think about like if you bump into someone at the grocery store, you go, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no problem, you know, but there's something there like they bumped into you or you bumped into them. So there's like, forgiveness is forgiveness. It doesn't matter how little it is or how big it is. It's, it's gonna its feel different, of course. But we we are conditioned to, you know, our nature is to forgive, right? And it's this like, oh, it's okay. It's like this loving kindness. And um, and so think about how many times in your life you have been forgiven unconditionally. I know personally that um, I have not always uh, functioned from a place of love. And so there's been a lot of forgiveness that has been offered to me. And so if we're looking at forgiving another, right? Um, think about how many times you've been forgiven by someone else. If we're talking about forgiving ourselves, think about how many times you've been forgiven by others. You know, the same thing. I think self-forgiveness is probably one of the toughest ones. Yeah? Do you yeah, agree? Yeah,
1: I do. But I, I can see it being challenging, though, in relating back to our last podcast about forgiving yourself in a work even a workout in training like Mm -hmm. how can you move on if you haven't finished the workout yeah
0: so it's um i love sharon salzberg who is a meditation teacher here in america i love the way she she describes forgiveness as like stretching it's like this intentional movement outside of the normal way that we hold things, like out of the normal way that we hold our body. So she says like forgiveness is like stretching, right? So you just you kind of open up to see that maybe there is an opportunity in there to forgive. And when you look at, you know, that free-flowing unconditional forgiveness that's always there, you have to believe that it's possible for you to move through these feelings and completely let go of a situation. And so, you and I had a situation with a family member.
1: Yes, my sister. Yeah, yeah it was really it's...
0: um it was really uh like a intense experience that we had and um and we both had to work with forgiveness on, on our, on our own
1: level, on our own level. Because it's, it's different. She's family for me and she's family to you by marriage. Right. So definitely different experiences and the, and the anger and, and intensity was mostly directed at you. Yes.
0: Yes, it was. I was the recipient of most of it.
1: The root cause. And, and Mm -hmm. so that's, That might be my biggest forgiveness.
0: Yeah, because we haven't... You haven't. I I mean, for me, it's a little bit... I think it's a little bit easier to walk away. It's not... Well, I don't want to say that. It's... Because now that I've forgiven, right? And that I can honestly say that I love her uh, unconditionally and I'm completely at peace. I guess that's what I mean when I say walk away. I'm just choosing not to be in the vibration, but... um, but for you, you know, this is somebody you spent, you know, 40 years with. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I think people listening might be able to relate to this. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it probably happens in more so in families than you would think. And it just never goes discussed. It sort of just exists.
0: Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, it, that is the case in this particular situation. There are, both you and I grew up in families that we didn't really discuss a lot, no. which is probably like why I was so pissed for so many years um pissed i didn't even know I was so angry um I really didn't but now I, I see now all the healing that I've gone through but um but there are families that actually communicate. I think that if we you know if we had um little two leggeds running around that we probably instill that kind of energy just because of where we are now. Sure. But um, but yeah, so in that particular situation, it was a family party, right? So just just give the – we don't have to go into crazy details. I mean, it wasn't – there's not a lot of crazy details anyway. No, it was a
1: family party. It was a get-together for my one of my parents' anniversaries. And we had – we were living here. Yeah, we were living – we had moved back from Boulder. We were here in Newport, and we showed up, and – the intensity in the kitchen um, in a moment where you and I were there.
0: There was something already there that was directed at us before we even came in. Yeah. And I think there was resentment there that maybe we didn't help out enough with the party. Oh, yeah, that's... I mean, I had just come off of Iron Ironman like Placid, right? right? Like anybody who knows, right. I can't, I cannot be responsible for planning parties or having any kind of social... Interaction when I'm training for an Ironman, but anyway, um, we went to the party. Did we bring? No, we didn't bring anything. That was the, that was the straw that broke the camel's back because you were in contact um, with your sister and. Um, her and I have never really been too close, and I think she said, you know, that you were supposed to bring something. I thought
1: I did, but maybe I didn't.
0: <laughs> and that never got translated to me, which would have been the preparer right, of that right. food. So I think so that So maybe was, that's
1: the root of what we're getting at. Well,
0: I don't, I don't think it's the root, but I think that was... Th- this is how simple it is, you guys. When we hold things in, it's something as simple as like, you didn't bring a salad to this party. I mean, that can really Set make somebody off. explode mm-hmm. who's holding resentment. Right. Um, and I think that that's really accurate, that there was resentment that was being held. Um, and it was all from a place of a lot of pain and suffering.
1: And it was extremely explosive and it was aimed directly at you. And then some of it was aimed at me and the situation was getting intense and we decided to, it would be better (laughs) for the, in in the best interest of everyone at the party and for us, if we had just left.
0: Yeah. If we had just
1: left. And so we left and um from that moment I, I honestly haven't spoken to my sister um
0: that was 2012
1: 2012 so, so going on 4 years 4 years now and yeah. at this point i've forgiven her and i've i've reached out and and expressed my love and and surround her with you know forgiveness and and that's this the phase i'm in right now is I forgive her and.
0: But how did you do it? How do you... So, this is the thing, and I is that like people will say, oh, forgive, forgive, or let go, let go. But how? How did you forgive? I think it's the process that gets skipped over so many times. And that was the case for me for so many years. And I've said this to you so many times. Like people would say, let go, let go, let go. And I'd be like screaming on the inside, would somebody please tell me? how to let go.
1: And I don't know if I can answer that with the actual instructions on how to do it, but I can say working with Bob, our meditation teacher and sitting in in meditation with him and learning every other week when I meet with him that I have been focusing my energy in the wrong place. You know, my energy needs to be happy and vibrant and moving forward and being stuck in this one place in the past isn't really helping right myself. it's like
0: you're hanging on to something that doesn't exist anymore
1: right it's so far in the past like you said it's 4 years ago it's so long ago what does that mean to me now i'm a different person now i'm i'm sure she is too and maybe we'll connect. But
0: and and so it's not always like this face to face thing because I know you've tried to reach out to her with very little success. Um it's not a it doesn't always have to be a face to face thing, right? Like you need like for you it's being at peace with maybe she hasn't forgiven you or maybe she still has that resentment. We don't know. We can't even begin to um even make and, yeah. yeah, assumptions about that. But You can forgive and heal like energetically and And send that out to her.
1: And I think I've worked on that. And it's, it's so I think
0: that I think you do know the how. I think that's how you've done it,
1: it's the meditation. You know, yeah, sitting I know. and it always Just comes back to meditation. Because
0: that's the thing. The mind wants to overcomplicate it. It wants to point the finger. Um, it wants to create further separation when the fact of matter is is that everything can be healed. Um, we have everything we need to heal um, relationships, um, to help put our body back into balance as best we can. Um, we've got this power, and it really comes from tapping into the high vibe, the higher mind, that um, that all-knowing voice inside, and back into our true nature, which is, um, you know, without dispute, is love, and that's what forgiveness needs. It needs. It requires um, a generosity of
1: spirit. And. In- calming your mind sitting there quietly in a calm quiet fashion with yourself and your thoughts you can't help but see clarity you can't help but see clarity 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 surfaces in those moments there may be a lot going on and you may need to stick with it for for a few sessions but clarity does come around and you begin to truly realize what is driving those thoughts in your mind And in this instance, and in many instances since, meditation has quieted my mind and focused on the things that I truly can address and improve upon. And that's just my experience with the meditation. But I... I I think as we go through day in and day out, we have all these thoughts. I don't even know how many thoughts you gave a stat last time. How many thoughts go through your mind?
0: Oh, I've, you know, I don't even know how they Every calculate day. this, but I've seen estimates, you know, up to 90,000 thoughts a day. Um, and our thought, our thought life has so much to do with um, our, the, the ease or dis-ease of our existence. So I'm going to share my experience and um, I think I can bring in some tools of actually how to forgive because this is, I believe that this is such a purpose for me in this life is to um, share with people the how. Because for so long, I wanted to let go. I wanted to forgive myself for doing things that weren't very nice. Um, and I just didn't know how to do it. And so um, an easy way that I did it was you know, drinking wine, um, smoking a lot of weed. I remember, like, I'm, I mean, I used to smoke a lot, a lot of pot. And because I loved the way that um, I felt like I could just be in the moment that I was in without too much thought because my mind was ruling me so much at the time that that was a great escape. And, um, like, um, like the Maharaji who, um, I love the story. Um, a great movie is Ram Das's fierce grace. And he did a lot of psychedelics, um, And he brought them over to India. Um, And I'm probably telling the story wrong. But long story short, um, the Maharaji said, yeah, give give me some of that LSD. I'll take it. And so Ram know, told him, just take a little bit. And he took a ton of it. And it had no effect on him. And what he was showing Ram Das was, you can reach... This level that people reach through drugs and psychedelics, and this feeling of of peace, um, and you know, really like, I guess through drugs it would be escape. Through spirituality, it's healing. Um, that you can do the same thing through meditation. And so that's really, for me, um, I mean, I was, I guess, I guess I'm guess i admitting this right now um, because the whole thing about forgiveness is just like humility and being vulnerable. But I was a closet pot smoker. Nobody, nobody knows how much pot I smoked except for me. It was a lot. And um, when I really was diving into my meditation practice, I was realizing that I was feeling better from meditation meditation than I was from the drug that I thought I was going to smoke forever. Because I thought it helped me be a great writer. I thought it made me funny. I thought it allowed me to be myself. And what I'm realizing is that meditation is doing all of those things and even more. I never thought I would be a podcast host. If I was, doing, if I was a podcast host right now, stoned, I mean, I would be losing. <laughs> it would not have been good. So anyway, I guess what I'm saying is um, back to my experience with... Um, I can't believe I just went into all that. Um, anyway, um,
1: getting real here
0: back to my experience with, um, your sister, I had felt for a long time that her and I were just a misconnection. We were like, I was the what round hole and she was the square, square peg. And, um, (laughs) and, uh, and then, as, you know, we went to Boulder, and I remember when we eloped, she was very upset, and I think it was it was easy, um, I'm now I'm just assuming, but I'm assuming it was easy for her to project that anger at me, because she loved you so dearly, and I know she still does love you so dearly. So it was really, really easy, and so then when we showed up that day, and here I am, a, a woman um, who's not even contributing to this family party, which, you know, I'm, haven't always been known to be your typical, like, homemaker, you know, caretaker kind of person. Um, I'm getting better. But, um, and it was just, like I said before, it was just the the straw that broke the camel's back. And you were in the kitchen, you were having a very intense conversation with her. And I walked in, I said, is everything okay? And she said something, and I said, well, it doesn't seem like it's okay. And then that was it. It was just a lot of uh, violent communication directed right at me. And I remember just standing there like, and I could feel it. And it, it was hitting me in the heart and it hurt so much. Like physically, it was like somebody taking a knife and just stabbing it into my chest. And I remember just standing there and the only thing I could say, and I don't know if it was the right thing, but it was the thing that I said, I just kept saying, I'm so sorry, you're so sad. Because that was all, I wasn't seeing like you're this, you're that, like, I don't like you. I was just seeing a a person who was suffering. And, And I know suffering for sure. And so maybe for me, it was like a moment where I was really feeling compassion for her. And I didn't retaliate, which can oftentimes make people even more angry because you're not engaging with them. And I just saw her pain body was just ready to fight. And mine was like, not going to go there at all and we so we left the party and it was like even when we were leaving the party it was like nobody was even saying anything they were like okay see you later it was very strange and we left the party and we were driving home and I remember um I had you pull over and I just like lost it and I was crying and I remember just saying like oh my god that was she was so mean these are the words I was using I look at it a little differently now, like, Oh my God, that hurts so much. And, um, and I was meditating at the times, which I think really helped me just, um, be there and receive it. Had I known more, I probably would have protected myself a little bit, but the tool that I used, um, that Bob had me use starting right away. And I I think I was actually already using it. My friend Meredith had told me about it for some other things that I was dealing with um, is Ho'oponopono. And this is an ancient Hawaiian chant that literally means um, to set straight, right? To make right order again. Um, And it is under, um, it's based on the knowledge that anything that happens to you or that you perceive, um, like the entire world um, that you live is your creation, right? And I believe this too, because I believe in the whole like what you see is the mirror of what is within you, right? So now I see um, a really beautiful world and I see a lot less angry people. And I know that this is the change that I've gone through. Um, And I had a lot more, now I know now that I had so much more healing to do when we had this experience with your sister. And so therefore, if the entire world that I see is my creation and things that happen around me and not even around me, but that it is my responsibility, 100%, like no exceptions, right? This is what ho'opono means. So it is um, a chant that goes, um, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me thank you. And when I first started saying it, it was so, it made me feel so vulnerable. And when I say, when I first started saying it, I was saying it in my head to myself, nobody could even feel it um, or hear it, feel it. Um, I could feel it. Like I could feel how vulnerable that was going up against all the anger that I had in there, the sadness that I had in there from that experience with your, um, with your sister, who I really believe is one of the most beautiful souls because she does amazing work, she is such a caregiver, and it just, I don't believe it's set in this life for her and I to have a relationship, but that our interaction was definitely for a purpose, and what I pulled from it was that I healed greatly over that. So I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. And, um, so you say this, what happens is when you think about that situation. So you think about that thing that you're trying to forgive, whether it's yourself, whether it's somebody else, you, you think about that situation and now you start to feel the, the energy that goes along with that. Right. So whether that's sadness, resentment, and you feel it fully. So the question from our listener was, you know, can mindfulness help with this? Mindfulness is pretty much the only thing that can help with this because you really need to feel it. And as you are feeling it, you just, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And the idea behind it is that when you heal yourself, you heal the world. So this is something that I used. um, I used it in massage when I would have people who would come in that I could just feel their energy was really intense or sad or angry. And I know now that the reason why I was feeling that is because that was unhealed within me, right? So when you see that jerk out there or, oh, that guy's this and that, that's all, you're seeing that because it's in you. So it's this beautiful opportunity to heal. And um, if you just keep going there and thinking about that someday it will make sense but again it's a breaking of a pattern it's so much easier to point the finger and blame and say that guy's a jerk or say i can't believe that person did it i'm not going to forgive them or i can't believe i did that and i'm never going to forgive myself for that but this is a very very effective um chant that has um a lot of merit behind it and um for me it's something that absolutely healed me from this situation
1: yeah to your point about just taking responsibility for yourself basically and what i see what you say is it for me it translates into so many areas of your life just take ownership of your life take ownership of your feelings don't get caught up in the, you know, that person did that and that person
0: because That's the ego trap. This. It's and, the ego trap. But
1: that's the easier way, right. easier path.
0: We are. Con- this is how we're conditioned living in this world. Yeah, for sure. And if, did we say this on the first episode? Like, you're going to hear this a million times. The spiritual path, this path of loving kindness and compassion and self-love and forgiveness is not for the faint of heart.
1: And I think that aligns with us. We're... Hardcore triathletes, we're Ironman athletes. Like we suffer, we know how to, and I think that's why we're so drawn to this. At least that's what I see.
0: Yeah, like I was being interviewed today for an article in the paper about our tour um, that is coming up, and I was talking about how you know I can finish an Ironman with ease, and she just looked at me like, "How do you do that?" and and um, and, and I said, "But." That doesn't mean that I don't feel pain. Right. It's just, what is my relationship to that pain? I'm going to feel it. I'm not going to attach to it, you know, and I'm just going to let that energy flow through me. So it's the same thing with this resentment, anger. Um, Feel it. Don't attach it to another person. It has nothing to do with that person. You're the one that's carrying it around. It doesn't even, the, the event The thing that you did, the thing that the person did to you, um, the only reason that that ever happened was because you were supposed to heal something over it. And if you just carry it around with you and you don't heal it, right, like through a tool like ho'oponopono, you're never going to learn what you're supposed to learn and heal from in this life.
1: But That's the whole, that's the great thing about this is you take ownership, which means you have the power to change it yourself, right? You have the ownership of this situation. It's it's all about you, but you have the power to change. Right. I truly believe that you have, you may need the tools to do that, but you have the power, you have the control and that's sort of freeing in -hmm. a way
0: oh it's it's so freeing are you kidding me this is the um i mean it's the definition of freedom yeah i mean yeah it's gonna feel good for us to you know drive out of our driveway and like not have to pay a mortgage and you know um we've worked for the last 10 years to pay off debt and things like that yeah that's freedom that's just that's just material world freedom the freedom that i find is that when i go to bed at night like I'm not carrying around um resentment for anyone. And it has nothing to do with me um not having experiences in my life where I've had conflict or people have um treated me in a way that is less than desirable. It has nothing to do with those people, it has everything to do with the work that I've done within me to heal that energy.
1: Hey. The energy and, and work you do for yourself outlays to what's out in the world, and you'll reap those rewards mm-hmm. down the road. Oh,
0: absolutely! And I mean, that's what Ho'oponopono is all about. You heal yourself, you heal the world. Right. We are all connected, right? We are all connected with, and it's the ego that wants to separate us. But whatever you know, your dogma or your religion or whatever, we came here from a source far greater than what we could ever imagine. You know, science can't even figure it out. And, it, and and really the whole creation and spirituality, it really, really is a science, but there's an end point where they just can't figure it out. But we all came from this source. We are all connected. So your sister in that moment when she was suffering, that's my suffering too. And I was seeing that. It was being projected at me because it was in me. And now I, you know, one of the, another tool that's really good is, um, finding one good thing about that person. And then you focus on that, right. And you focus like your sister is amazing. She works in the emergency room. She's a wonder. I know, um, I mean, I've never had a close relationship with her, but I know she's an amazing mother and, um, she's worked with, um, you know, handicapped kids. I I hope that's even like politically correct. I don't know. So many rules these days, but I, I, I mean it with a beautiful intention. She has worked with, um, people with disabilities and, um, and she's just, she has so much to give. And I remember I would focus on those things when I would feel, you know, what that, when I would think about the situation and the hurt would come up, I would think about that. Now in those moments, it is so much easier to focus on the sadness, the pain, the resentment. It's so much easier. And so what you need to ask yourself is, you know, what of those thoughts is more loving? Like what is closer to my true nature? Well, well, looking at what it is that she is so um, perfect and and meant for. She was not meant for resentment and anger and suffering. You know, or, or, well, I mean, I think we all are meant for suffering. That's how we heal in this life. But what I'm saying is that's not, like, loving. But there's so much about her that is loving. So I would focus on that, and it's those times where you want to get people on board. Oh, can you believe it? I remember I had yeah, family. I had family it's members. The ego, yeah, one.
1: come on board. The let's... ego wants
0: to get a whole bus full of people right. to get on board with you and go. Oh, yeah, you were wrong. You were wrong. And I had people in my family that wanted to jump on that bus, and um, and I love them dearly. And maybe or maybe they're not listening, but I still feel sometimes like they still bring it up um and i and i I try to convey, although I don't know if the communication is really received in the way that I intend it, that I really have healed around it um through this act of forgiveness, so finding at least one good thing about that person and focus on it, especially in the moments when you're when your ego wants to indulge in uh non loving thoughts about that experience or that person, so that's another one, and you just what you do. Like same thing with Ho'oponopono. You just over and over and over and over and over until that energy, that sensation dissipates because it will, right? So you can either wait for it to dissipate or you can feed it and then just put more in your storage tank. So the other thing that you can um, do is, um, and this this goes back to um, A Course in Miracles, is just... Like, have you ever been, um, have you ever been guilty of the same in any form, in any form, right? Like, have I ever lashed out at somebody because of my own pain and suffering? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you bet I have. Right. Have you?
1: Oh, uh, of course. Yeah. I, yeah. So Thanks how,
0: now. how, when we are, I mean, like my yoga teacher, like in our trainings, we really look deeply into this, um, about ego and forgiveness and we look at um like even uh murderers like have you ever like have you ever killed a life? I have.
1: I definitely have. Yeah. For sure. I mean in, in people- Animal's life.
0: Yeah, like so oh the ra- frogs. Oh the frogs. And the yeah. rabbits. Yeah, you told me a story about the r- rabbit.
1: Oh, awful. Earlier.
0: I, mean, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's Terrible. awful. Are you feeling that now that we, cause you never told me that story before. No,
1: yeah, it's awful. My brother and I, it must've been in Maine. I think when we were vacationing up there and my brother and I were coming back from a run or a walk or probably not a run. I don't think we were runners at the time and we were coming up the driveway and there's a rabbit there and we picked up rocks and started throwing rocks at the rabbit and all of a sudden the rabbit didn't move.
0: It probably had a heart attack. That's the thing that's that's usually what happens yeah. is that they have heart attacks because he was probably so scared.
1: It was awful, and it's horrible. So going back to forgiveness, in the moment, I was probably a little scared. you know, we had to tell our parents, but you know bringing that up now, it's extremely emotional because another animal's life was yeah you was took a life taken and it's it's hard.
0: Yeah, so you're feeling that now. Like I think that was... You never told me that. I think that was something that was like... um, Buried. Buried. So we owe wonderful um, gratitude to this listener that wrote in this question because you're healing over the death of this rabbit that you essentially caused. Right. Yeah, so so there is no... um, There's no difference, um, you know, between myself and a murderer, really, because I have taken life before, like um, spiders and things like that. Like, I mean, I'm on the major catch and release now. I've done that. I've done that for so many years. But ants and you know things like that. Like, that's a life. That is a divine incarnation. Um, And so it's, have you ever been guilty of the same, right? And you got to look deep deep, deep, and you have to sort through the argument against because people are going to be like, yeah, but it's a spider. Yeah, but it's an ant. It doesn't matter. It was a life. I took it.
1: The same can be said for the way people choose to eat and their nutritional choices.
0: Yeah. I mean, who was it? Was it the Dalai Lama who said that? Was it the Dalai? I'm not sure. Oh, I'm going to misquote this, but if slaughterhouses, had glass walls that nobody would eat me nobody would be vegan yeah yeah so and because that would um require you to see and um feel and experience the suffering and the pain and it's when i really when i started to internalize that within me Um, Oh, that was really, really intense. And there are still moments now. So I think that there's still energy within me from eating animals um, um, throughout the years. Mostly for me, it was dairy. And that's the one that is so painful in my heart is the dairy industry. So, so painful in my heart. Um, And I ate a lot of cheese. I was such a cheeseaholic because I didn't I thought, oh well it's dairy, like dairy's fine. And um what I know now is it's it's so sad. It's so sad and it's so violent and it's so um it is uh it's I don't wanna say it's the worst because it's all no, so bad, but it's, but it's deep. It's, it's, it's really it deep. really, really has affected me very mm-hmm. deep and I, I know that I still have um, healing to go around. So, what do I do in those moments when that comes up? And there was, um, we were watching Cospiracy. Do you remember this? And there was um, a moment where they, I think they were talking about the dairy industry, and I just had this like, it all came up. And I was like, I had to walk away and I went upstairs and I sat in a meditation. So, that's what I do now is I sit in a meditation and I just feel the energy. And usually it's followed by like a lot of tears or some kind of release um but you feel it and I'll chant like now I usually just chant om um and I do it in my head so a lot of people think that chanting needs to be vocal and it doesn't actually when it's in your when you do it in your head like when you do it silently you pull the divine energy in closer um that's something that I've learned and um so I will just om myself without any worry of the time until that feeling passes. And you guys, this is the how behind healing. This is the how behind letting go. This is the how behind forgiveness. This is it. You have to feel it. And then um, the best thing to do, the most protective thing to do is partner that with some kind of healing chant, ho'oponopono or om or love Or um, peace and harmony. Anything that comes to mind will be appropriate. And you do that over and over again until that feeling dissipates. And that's how you heal and that's how you forgive. And I really wish they taught this in schools. Because it would have saved me many years of pain and suffering.
1: Yeah, maybe it will be in schools in the near future. Maybe
0: I'm going to bring it into schools. Maybe you will. Yeah.
1: It's it's just bringing awareness and... I think we both, I mean, lots of chickens. I took care of a lot of chickens in my life. You, or,
0: and, I mean, you took care of them in...
1: <laughs> in the respect that... In um, the
0: sense of putting them in the George Form and grill right, and...
1: Grilling them up. Oh, which babies. I can't, even, I can't even consider doing that now. And, and the vibration that during that was... Or the vibration I feel now is so high. So it's... We all go through it, and have I forgiven myself? I think i've forgiven myself in that respect, and I'm working towards focusing my energy on the future and what can I do to help bring you know awareness of this and how I can help other people in the instance if they're feeling similar similar ways
0: yeah i mean this is this is what makes you i think a wonderful coach is like you can you tell them how you know I'm starting to um I mean, I, I kind of lose my patience a little bit with like the um, just the really surf. And I know they're with int- with good intention because that is also where I started. But like the, you know, let go and, the um, you know, just um, go with it. You know, these just these inspirational messages. And I know that they're serving a purpose because somebody is hearing them and at least it's bringing a positive vibration in their life but what the world needs to know is the how and the why like why it's be, and why are we not because because the ego the negative ego wants you to suffer it wants to keep you separate from others it wants you never never to realize that we are interconnected on such a powerful and deep way that the suffering of that rabbit is my suffering you know, and your suffering my is my suffering. suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um and so to carry around forgiveness is to cut yourself off from living fully. You know, it's um it's to hang on to something that doesn't exist anymore. And it's so much easier to just point the finger and keep that person in um like a category of, oh, they're such a mess, you know, what or what a jerk, or I can't believe they did this to me. When really um, the the basis, the the deep deep layer of it all is is suffering, and um, and this is where compassion comes in because if you have experienced suffering, which I think all of us have experienced suffering, especially when we really really experience it through mindfulness and feeling it, right? The suffering is the attachment, or the suffering is like the pushing it down, like that really creates the suffering. But just to feel it. Realize that it's just sensation. It's just energy. Using some of these tools, ho'oponopono, finding one good thing about that person or about yourself if it's self-forgiveness, you know, looking if you've ever been guilty of the same thing in any form. You have to look deep. You're going to get a big counter argument from your mind on this one Um, to sit there and wait for it to dissipate because all it is is energy. If it's something that happened in the past, that event does not exist anymore. It vanished into nothingness the moment after it occurred.
1: And it's it's funny that when this question came up you asked me can you think of anything and i was i was having trouble thinking about about it and you mentioned the dnf and i hadn't thought about that dnf in a long time it's it's sort of in the past well, yeah. it is in the past but it's,
0: when you so when you think about it and you talk about it you feel like you feel to I'm me like moment. you're pretty healed about it though like i'm it healed now yeah
1: for sure but i hadn't thought about it in a while so I, I, that's confirmation that I've moved on and yeah, I've you've, taken what I've what I could from it, learned from it, and applied it to what I do now.
0: Yeah, and don't you see the amazing purpose that it served?
1: Yeah, it's it, it happened exactly as it should have happened. It's exactly what should have happened that day. I would not I would not be the athlete, coach, person, husband, you know, dog dad, dog dad <laughs> that I am today if I didn't fail. And failure is good. It keeps me coming back. It made me stronger.
0: Yeah. And that nothing, nothing, nothing is a mistake, and you know, um I think there's this idea um, that life is supposed to be you know um you know it's supposed to be peaceful and it's supposed to, and you're like um you know it's supposed to be happy and great, and oh yeah, I'm fine, and I love um oh well, this is going to bring in a bad word, so I'm not going to say it um but uh, well, I can abbreviate it. So um fine, which I've I've learned through my yoga teacher. Like um he said, What is what does fine mean? Do you guys know what fine means? And we're like, Oh, it means you're okay. And he said, No, no, no. It means you are effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> so like you gotta watch out for like that. Oh, I'm fine, oh everything's great. Because it's it's that's that's not life in my experience. It's a very, very rich itinerary. It's And this life that we live is, um, it's not about, you know, um, just getting through this week so you can go on vacation or getting through the holidays so it can be normal again. This is a school of life. This is a, a school on this earth that we are here. To grow from and um, to be carrying around unforgiveness and resentment is um, just furthering your lesson. Like it's just carry. it's like, okay, well, well she's not getting this lesson. So now she's just going to carry it on for years and years and years and then it's going to fester and it's going to get bigger. So it's, you know, it's a deal with it now or deal with it later kind of thing. But to lighten your load, to give yourself. The possibility to live and love uh fully in this life um use these use these tools and start forgiving today because um that person who you might be holding a grudge against um you can it is possible to look at them um in uh and see them with loving compassion and that is freedom
1: yeah you have that choice that is all in your control
0: yeah, and that's amazing. That's the power that we have. So this is a school, and we are powerful. And it's what are we going to do with that?
1: So that wraps up another yeah triathlete so- podcast.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. That okay. I wasn't quite sure what we were going to talk about. That was good.
1: It was great. I think yeah. I
0: don't know. You guys send us your comments and questions. Let us know what you yeah, think. Yeah,
1: keep the questions coming. We have we have so much that we can we can talk about, but we want to hear from you so that we can answer your questions and shed some insight into something you may be struggling with or have questions about nutrition, uh, mindfulness, obviously training, you know, anything we're open for it all. So reach out to us. You can follow us on all our social media accounts. Um, Everything is Yogi Triathlete, our website. And we're just a few short weeks from, starting our adventure, so be sure to follow us, sign up on our website, and um, follow us along on our journey. We'd love to have you come along.
0: All right, you guys, that was it. Episode five on forgiveness. Such a heavy topic. But um, one that we've all had to deal with and we hope that you found this episode to be helpful. Those techniques are really effective when you put them to work. So any questions on the techniques or feedback that you have from this episode... Please let us know all about that and take a few moments to leave a review on iTunes. That would be really helpful for us. But thank you so much for tuning in and for continuing to share this podcast with your family and friends. We want to build this tribe. You guys are a part of it and we're super excited to be on this journey with you. So thanks for helping us make this happen every single week. And I'm sending you right now lots of love. For whatever it is that is holding you back in this life, you know, our inability to forgive or to let go of resentment or to stop pointing the finger of blame at other people really holds us back and that I believe we'll never be able to be that athlete we aspire to, that parent, um, that professional, you know, in order to live our purpose. Like, I just don't feel that we'll ever be able to do those things without enacting forgiveness on such a major scale. So I'm sending you lots of love to lift those things in your life so that you can move forward and be your best, most powerful self. And that all said, you guys, you know what it all boils down to. It boils down to riding the high vibe every day, no matter what.